another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about World Cup basketball, which has ended. Team USA, Team Spain, how everything ended up going. Um, looking at that. Also looking at some other stories in the NBA. And then finally talking and giving my list of the uh, general management front office head coaches, um, the top um, sort of organiz- organizations uh, going from the bottom all the way to the top, number 30, all the way to um, number one. So I'll be looking at all of the front office and the coaches and seeing uh, where they all go. And so I guess we'll start with Team USA and we'll talk about the World Cup. And so Team USA obviously um, didn't make it as far as everyone hoped. Um, They were trying their best um, and it didn't really uh, work in their favor. And uh, they ended up losing to France, which officially knocked them out of the chance of getting first place. Then um, they ended up playing... um, in consolation games, which ended up being the um, seventh spot, um, which is where they um, ended up going, um, and um, ended up getting to that point, which is um, the worst ranking for Team USA in any form of um, world uh, basketball um, for USA. Um, 2002, I believe, was sixth place, which was the last time that they made it that far. Um, They were down to 10 players because Tatum was out with his ankle. Marcus Smart was out with um, injuries there, and the rest of the team really didn't play um, 100% their best. So Team USA, um, they really didn't look so good. They really kind of had their um, issues, um, and they really just didn't play the best that they could have. And so Um, They ended up losing to a good France team and losing some of their other games, and seventh place was where they're sitting. And so um, a lot of the players were getting ready for Team USA in 2020. LeBron, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, all the big names. Uh, Durant was injured, so he couldn't have played. But most of the big names were sitting out this one because they were gearing up for the Olympics in 2020 in Tokyo which the USA in Olympic basketball has been dominant as ever. Team USA is number one, and, um, you know, this is how um, it's going for them, um, and it wasn't their best showing. And so they ended up, um, yeah, coming in seventh. And so we have first place and second place, which was decided. Um, It was Argentina versus Spain, and Spain being led by Marc Gasol and Ricky Rubio, and um, they ended up getting the victory, Spain, um, and it was a good situation. Um, and it was actually the first time that somebody won an NBA championship, and they won um, a world championship, and they weren't American. So Marcus Gasol, Toronto Raptors victory um, against Golden State, and now they have victory for Spain. So um, that was a big, big thing for them. Uh, the MVP, Ricky Rubio, scored 20 points. Um, Sergio Lull, who has been known for his basketball in the world, um, he had 15 points. Uh, Gasol had port, uh, 14 points, and they have um, added a crown 
2006 was the last time they won. It looked totally different. Mark and Paul Gasol were um, were there, um, and uh, Toronto Raptors. Uh, Mark Gasol was actually the second person. Um, as I said, he won both the NBA and the FIBA World Gold Medal. It was uh, Lamar Odom who did it in 2010. So um, you know, it was very very good uh, for Spain. Um, and um, on Argentina's side. Gabriel Deck scored 24 points. He was their leading scorer. Um, and Luis Scola only had 8 points. Scola played in the NBA for a few years and now is playing, I guess, in Argentina with this team. A good effort for them. Um, and uh, it didn't really look that good for a lot of the other uh, teams out there. Um, the all-tournament team was Rubio with Gasol and Luis Scola, and then Evan Fournier of uh, the Orlando Magic of France, and Bogdanovic of um, Sacramento with Serbia. Um, and so Yao Ming was there because um, it was in um, his home country. Kobe was there with Tony Parker. Manu Ginobili showed up, um, and it was a good showing, I guess, all around for them. And so, um, yeah, very, very good um Indeed, Kobe Bryant, I believe, showed up, and he had something to say about, um, you know, this situation here. Um, he really wanted to say that it shouldn't matter about championships. They're not um, important to be on Team USA, and so um, he just wants the best players, uh, you know, to get the opportunity, and... Um, it would be great to see different names like this year. Seeing these, you know, guys who have played and win championships doesn't mean they deserve to be on the team. Um, and so that's kind of where he was, um, what he was talking about there. So, um, yeah, an off year for Team USA. But definitely, um, they'll be getting ready uh, for next year. Popovich, I'm assuming, is going to be the head coach again. I don't really see him stepping down at the moment. And so, pretty good situation for Team USA in 2020. Hopefully all the big names in the NBA uh, join Team USA. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to get all the big names in the NBA for the foreign teams and the big names in all of the other basketball leagues around the world playing. And it should be very good. So, yeah, we will uh, see that. Um, yeah. So moving on to the Charlotte Hornets and some MJ news. So Michael Jordan is selling portions of the Hornets to investors and so he is um selling only a small portion he is not giving up his um ownership he is going to still run the team and be the one in charge but he has sold um a little bit of it to gabe plotkin founder of melvin capital and dan sunderheim founder of di capital as partners um in hornet sports and entertainment which is jordan's company i guess that owns um this um team and uh, as i said He's not giving up the ownership group. Obviously, Michael Jordan went to um, North Carolina. He is a North Carolina guy, and so um, he is um, very, very good. And I believe um, he bought the uh, franchise at $175 million, valued at $1.3 billion um, as of this year. I believe the shares that he um, auctioned off or gave or sold I think 400 million is what he got back, something in that range. And so, um, 
And since the start of the 2006-2007 season when he took over, the team itself has a .420 winning percentage, um, which is um, not that good. And so, um, yeah, uh, I think this is a good thing. I think, you know, having more people in on this organization from the top makes sense because Jordan hasn't been doing a great job basically running this team. And I think um, bringing in people who have a business side of things, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Jordan can focus on more of the basketball side and you can get more of the business side from people who know the business, you know, ventures. And I mean, Jordan knows business. He, you know, has a shoe brand and so many different commercials and deals and whatnot. But I think having people who spent their whole careers based in business helps. And so I think... um, this is going to be a big move for their team, and hopefully it's what they need to jumpstart their um, roster and their rebuilds because they're not looking so good. You know, if you look at their roster, their best player is gone. Their second best player was uh, Jeremy Lamb. He's gone. Frank Kaminsky's gone. And you're looking at Terry Rozier as your starting point guard, who was a backup for the Celtics, and, you know, he was shaky. Um, and we saw his true colors um, last season when he was with Kyrie Irving. Um, we saw a little bit of him playing the year before where he actually had spurts where he was good when Kyrie was hurt during that playoff run. But we'll see how he turns out. Um, he's going to be given the reins. Um, and if it's what uh, is going to happen and he turns out to be a good player, we'll see. But now it's uh, Terry Rozier's time to shine. And We'll see how the Hornets do, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. So, um, moving on to something I want to look at, which is my list of the um, NBA front office general manager coaching, um, you know, organizational aspects. Um, I'm going to look at all 30 teams, and I'm going to rank them, starting out at the bottom, making my way to the number one. And I'm looking at... Every aspect of their team, I'm not looking at the players. I'm looking at, you know, how the organization is run. And obviously the players are affected because they sign them, they trade for them, etc. How they draft. And all of that kind of goes into it. But I'm looking more also at kind of the coaches and kind of the organization, the owners, how everything kind of culminates. If they're trending up, trending down, etc. Everything in that sort of mix. And so different categories for each uh, group, Um, and here they are. So um, we have the first one, which is just the bad uh, ownership, general manager, coaches, etc. We have the young group with issues, um, inexperienced coaching, inexperienced um, players, inexperienced um, general management, um, and a lot of those issues. Then we have this group, which is basically, I call it... uh, Good teams, no issues, quiet, um, because these are teams that are good. They have good front offices, but they're not really, you know, in the news for anything. And they're just playing their game and doing it well. Then we have name recognition, and there is two different categories in there, the question marks and the good teams. Um, And so some of them are question marks because we don't know how they'll do, and the good teams are the ones I think that will actually succeed. And then we have the great teams. All of these are, again, sort of um, like the good teams, no issues, you know, 
quiet. Same sort of deal, just real playoff contenders and really got a chance at, you know, making um, the finals. And then there's the Lakers in their own category, which we will get to um, on their, their terms. And so, um, yeah. So we'll start out with the bad teams. So we have the Hornets, the Kings, the Knicks, the Grizzlies, and the Wizards. So um, the Hornets have a terrible head coach, terrible general management. Michael Jordan doesn't really know what he's doing with his team. He should stick to endorsements and shoe deals and playing basketball rather than being an owner. Um, and uh, they don't have a great roster surrounding them. The Kings. Kings will always be one of those teams that can't get their draft picks right. I think Darren Fox is good. He's not going to be great. But that's your starter. That's your best guy. Go with it. And so they have issues that need to get worked out. And Divock is not good. The ownership group's not good. And, um, yeah, they need to move on. Then we have the New York Knicks here, who are a dumpster fire with James Dolan. James Dolan, sell the team. Get someone in there who knows what they're doing. And maybe you'll be a respectable franchise again. Because every single person in the media, especially ESPN, they all like the Knicks. They all want the Knicks to do good, but they're just time and time again failing, making bad decisions, trading Porzingis away, and not getting free agents. Then we have the Memphis Grizzlies, who they are, you know, in a rebuild. And their general management situation hasn't been great. They've made bad contract decisions, and they just haven't done anything that good at all. So. Moving on to the Washington Wizards, who are also in this category. They, you know, Bradley Beal's great, but John Wall's an injury problem. They overpaid for him. They have guys on their roster that aren't that good. Most of their draft picks haven't really worked out. And so they really just have a lot of problems, and they should have got rid of Bradley Beal when it was his time. Now, moving on to the young, uh, you know, the teams with young, up-and-coming talent. And they have a lot of issues in their general manager ownership group. All of these teams are going to be lottery teams next year, but they have the stuff to eventually become um, formidable foes in the world of basketball. Cavaliers um, still reeling with the LeBron James era ending, and they're starting their rebuild. Yeah, there's questions with uh, Garland and questions with Colin Sexton. Uh, but I think they made some good moves, and I think they're making moves, adding pieces. So they've been getting rid of as much contracts as they can to get draft picks, and it's been working. Chicago added Otto Porter Jr. They've added Zach Levine. They traded Jimmy Butler, which was a good deal, getting in marketing in Levine. And so Chicago's been making some good moves moving forward. Um, Phoenix, they got Dario Saric and Cam Johnson um, for, I believe, Jared Culver. Now, I think, you know, who knows how Cam Johnson will be, but, you know, they're looking pretty good with Aiton. They're looking pretty good with um, uh, Devin Booker. So they made some good choices here. They have a good coach, Monty Williams. Um, and, um, yeah, they're looking pretty good. Now, all of these uh, coaches here, um, and even Monty Williams, they're all fairly new to the NBA coaching world. And, haven't had a ton of success. John Beeline for the Cavaliers is great in college, but he's never played or he's never coached as the NBA. Um, and the Hawks coach is still fairly new. Flip Saunders' son, Ryan Saunders, is the head coach of the Timberwolves. Uh, he's got a lot to prove. And so they're great teams with upside, but their general manager group and coaching group is um, has their issues. And so 
That's why I am putting them a step above sort of the bottom tier, but they got a lot of work to do. Then we have um, this next group, which is all probable playoff teams, all these teams hovering around the bottom of the playoff brackets. Most of these are Eastern Conference teams, and they're basically good teams with you know, no real problems in their general manager's situation. They have um, coaches who are respected in uh, their organization. They have a lot of talent, and they're, you know, good teams, but their ownership group is not recognized for anything specific. They're kind of just going along, doing their thing, no real issues. And so Pacers, Orlando, Detroit, Raptors, and the Pelicans. And so uh, Pelicans, David Griffin, obviously, is the new guy in town, and he's done a lot of good things. Um, and we'll see how that turns out. Raptors, Masai Ujiri is a genius at his position and is very good. And um, the problem with them is they couldn't really get a replacement that's good enough for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, you didn't even have to get someone on his level because there wasn't anyone out there. But you could have tried to get someone a little bit better. And they didn't do that. The Pistons, Dwayne Casey is good, but they just still have a lot of holes. Um, and uh, they have a lot of issues at point guard. Uh, same thing with Orlando. They don't have a great point guard. You know, their ownership group has been making decent draft choices as of recently. But, I mean, they're not the greatest. And so that's why I'm putting them right there. Indiana Pacers, uh, Nate McMillan does a good job. And, you know, they're going to be a good team because of their moves they made this offseason. But, again, they're not the top of the East, and there's a lot of teams that are on a bigger and better level than they are. Moving on to the next category, which is name recognition. Now, in this category, there are two different categories, subsets of name recognition. So the first one is the question marks, and we don't know how they're going to turn out. And the second one is playoffs. So um, these are teams in the playoffs. And... All the name recognition category teams have successful name-recognized owners and general managers and coaches and all that like. So um, the question marks, Mavs, uh, Spurs, um, OKC, Miami. Now, obviously, the Mavericks, Rick Carlisle, has been known as their head coach for a while. Mark Cuban is an outspoken owner. Both of them have been very good at their positions, um, and Dallas has had success in the playoffs recently, um, but uh, it's a question mark right now. I don't know how Luka and Porzingis will play together. They might need a year to kind of meld together. And with the amount of success in the Western Conference, it's hard for me to see them uh, making the playoffs. Um, the Spurs don't have a great team surrounding them. They have R.C. Buford and they have Greg Popovich, but... DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge can't carry your team. They don't have great point guards. I think Derek White's a good point guard, not great. He had a better-than-expected uh, season. Um, you look at OKC, they're looking at a rebuild, but they still have Sam Presti. They still have um, you know, all those guys running the show in their organization, and it is very, very good. And so Oklahoma City um, has their... Issues, but overall they're looking pretty good, um, and they're on their way to a solid rebuild. They've added so many different pieces, um, and um, we'll see how they end up. But um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And then we have the Miami Heat. 
Miami with Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra are both name-recognized coaches. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Eric Spolstra is the greatest coach. I think having three superstars, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James on your team really you know, makes you a better coach than you actually are. So to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of his because I think he was gifted these players, and I don't think he's really shown anything since they've uh, left. And so I think he's an average coach, but he's nothing um, – really that great uh so yeah and who knows how Miami's going to be this year yes they got Butler but we'll see what happens um so yeah now uh other side name recognition category subset playoff teams uh we have the Boston Celtics who have obviously Brad Stevens who is uh, a very good head coach they have Trader Danny who might be the best general manager in uh the NBA um they have a great team surrounding them they're going to be a playoff team they're going to be fighting for uh, a championship. You have the Houston Rockets, who have um, a very good head coach, Mike D'Antoni, a very good general manager in Daryl Morey. Tillman Ferretta is a good owner. They've made good decisions. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Clint Capella are all all-star players, and Clint Capella is an all-defensive player, um, and they're just looking very, very good. The Golden State Warriors, um, they're group, ownership group, their general manager group. Steve Kerr is a great head coach. They've drafted well. They have great players surrounding them. They get guys on their team who want to play with Golden State in Golden State's way, and it's perfect. And they make those great decisions, and it works. And then we have um, the Clippers, who have arguably the best owner in sports in Steve Ballmer, or at least in the NBA is what I'm getting at. They have a very good general manager. They have uh, Michael Winger. They have Lawrence Frank. They have uh, Doc Rivers, who is an NBA Hall of Fame type coach. Um, and uh, they have great players, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Pulling that from nowhere, good situation. Clippers made some good choices. They are very, very good. Then um, we go to the next group here, which is basically... Similar to um, the previous group, good teams, um, playoff bubble teams, uh, no real issues. This group has no real issues. They're kind of very good teams with unforgettable um, ownership groups, and they all have great head coaches. They just don't have the ownership group that makes them name recognition. So Denver, Utah, the Nets, Milwaukee, 76ers, and Portland. And so you have Denver and Utah, great head coaches, Quinn Schneider, Mike Malone. Um, the Nets have, um, I believe, Kenny Atkinson is their head coach. Um, Milwaukee, uh, obviously, Mike Butenholzer is a good head coach. Uh, Brett Brown in Philadelphia and um, Terry Stotts in Portland. So, again, their ownership group, general management, staff isn't really recognizable or memorable, but they're very good teams. Most of them are going to make the playoffs. I think all of them will. And they're going to be, some of them, competing for an NBA championship in the case of Denver, Utah, Milwaukee, 76ers. I mean, they're all going to compete. I think you could make a case that any of them has a shot at making it to the finals. Uh, so, yeah, there is that group. And then we have the Los Angeles Lakers, who are basically a lonely sort of team in no man's land. Because they have a great roster. And so 
I mean, they should be in the group with Denver, Utah, Brooklyn, but their general manager group is very bad. The Hornets, Kings, Knicks, Grizzlies, Wizards group fits that sort of situation. So they are kind of in the middle of nowhere, no man's land, because they have great a great roster. LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, Anthony Davis. But their general manager group, ownership group, is really piss poor. And they have their issues that I think cannot be solved. And so I had to put the Lakers in a group of their own. And they get a big question mark. They're in no man's land because they're someone who fits into a variety of these categories. And I don't really know where to actually put them. So... They are on their own in this one, um, and so I couldn't put them with all the bad ownership general manager groups because they're going to be a playoff team, and they're going to be a good one, but their ownership general managers, player basketball operations are too hectic and too wild to be considered part of the group of great teams, and they don't have the name recognition to be in that group, so they're in their own no man's land. Uh, I guess they're kind of sitting on the side for now, and so I guess that's where we're going to put them. So um, this is my list. Um, These are kind of where I put um, each of these groups. Um, Obviously, the the season will tell, but, you know, they've made moves and they've drafted players and they've done trades and they've kind of conducted their business in a way that puts them here in these different categories. And so, um, yeah, that is where we're at right now so um that's going to do it for this week's episode of the podcast tune in for next week's episode where we focus on some more nba topics more nba news and um yeah that's going to do it guys thanks for tuning in 